That's right. Welcome in. Welcome back to a early signing day slash wide receiver problem and solution edition of the Always Irish Show. As always, thank you for being here. If you haven't yet, do subscribe to the program on YouTube. Give the video a thumbs up if you approve of its content upon its completion. Twitter, search bar, always Irish, or at JKZND4. Emails, alwaysirishnd at gmail.com. Audio only, anywhere you want me, you could get me. Radio, 312-988-15. Here's the deal. Instead of Christmas shopping at a busy mall, why don't you give Always Irish a call? Okay, let's get into this. Here's, here's the thing. Notre Dame, early signing day, Notre Dame ended up number seven overall. Now, if this was in a vacuum... Number seven, most Notre Dame people, fans, everybody would be happy. You're in the top 10. That's good for Notre Dame. All the stuff you've heard your whole life in modern recruiting when it comes to Notre Dame, all that stuff would apply. I feel like that the reaction to that number seven class was muted because everybody's frustrated with the three guys we lost. And I agree with that. And in some ways, I don't. Uh, I agree with it because I think it's natural and we all have high standards and we want to get into that top five. We need wide receivers. We need secondary guys. Obviously, we wanted to count those guys in the fold. Ended up losing them. A good secondary player we wanted. Two wide receivers. That's a position we always need good players at. Very frustrating. Also, I don't think... Williams has announced yet, but I'm figuring it's USC for him and then Walker was Michigan. If you said to me, John, who are the two teams you don't want to lose recruits to? Just out of spite, it'd be USC and Michigan. So this doesn't sit well with me at all. However, I'm trying to maintain some perspective here. Okay? So I think it's great. Nobody's happy with number seven. The bar's being raised. Here's the thing. Number seven's the low end for Marcus. It only goes up from here. Seven's the low end, and it wasn't even a full recruiting cycle. He got to do everything and run it his way, okay? Coaching change in the middle and all that. That's the other thing. People that are really miserable that we lost these three guys. Here's how, I'm going to try and give you some perspective. In the last three weeks, in my opinion, the best thing that's ever happened to Notre Dame since Lou Holtz left occurred Keep that in perspective. If you're if you're keeping a scale here of positives and minuses the last few weeks, we're ending up way ahead no matter what. No matter how many guys we ended up losing out of this class or whatever, we're ending up way net ahead no matter what with what's happened the last three weeks. That's a big picture situation. Look at that big picture. So, yeah, I'm frustrated losing these wide receivers, but... Keep this in perspective. I don't think you're going to have this problem moving forward. Also, I don't want us not to celebrate the seventh-rated class and all the guys that are in it. That's the other thing. There was this frustration with the guys we lost. And I feel like it was a little bit muted how we celebrated the well-rounded class we have with a floor of talent that is rising. That's the big goal here in this recruiting as we tighten it up. 
your floor, your bottom guys, your depth guys got to be better. And Notre Dame's doing that in recruiting. Their average national rank of players going up, right? Or down, if you will, which would be a good thing. So it's all trending in the right direction. Nobody has any patience. You got to give Marcus some time. So specifically in regards to the guys we did get in that number seven class, I'm going to have a show with a recruiting expert to come on, break it all down. Sleepers, top guys in the class, what to look out for. People that put way more time into the recruiting aspect of this and can dedicate more time to it. I want to give them a platform on my show. We all deserve that. I know I don't put in the time it takes to talk to the recruiting angle of this to the extent I would need to for it to be high quality enough to be on this show for me to give to you. So the next best thing is me bringing on an expert. We're going to do that. We'll break down this class. So now that we did that, I want to go over this wide receiver situation real quick. And I want to go over the issue, the reasons why I think it's an issue for Notre Dame and the most logical solutions to end this problem. So, and, and it's really logical what I'm going to go through. So there's a path here. So let's start with this. Quite frankly, I blame Brian Kelly for a lot of these problems with the wide receiver situation. Now you could say, oh, John, you're being a jerk. You're piling on the guy now that it's gone. You just don't want to hit your boyfriend, Marcus Freeman, and give him a hard time. I still can't believe people expected him to work miracles in, in recruiting in two weeks. I just think that's really unrealistic no matter what. I don't care if he has Jesus's personality. Nobody can undo Brian Kelly's 11 years in three weeks. Nobody. Nobody. So I blame Kelly for a lot of this. Anyone who by now hasn't seen, heard, and read what a laissez-faire or, dare I say, lazy recruiter he was. You're an idiot or you're willfully not paying attention to the information available to you. I get it. Nobody liked it when John just said it all these years that he wasn't recruiting hard enough and trying hard enough. Nobody wanted to hear it. Well, now that he's gone, all the beat writers and the people with access that didn't want to lose it, by talking bad about him when he was in the building, now they're cutting loose with these stories of the players not having relationships with him. No, Our top-rated recruit from 2022 said he barely had a relationship or talked to Kelly. Him leaving had no impact on his decision to come to Notre Dame. That's your highest-rated player in this class. Didn't even have a relationship with Kelly. So... If you still refuse to think Kelly did anything wrong or at a minimum, let's not say did it wrong. Didn't go to the extreme it takes to get this all over the hump. If you want to say that, I think that's perfectly fair. Even if you want to say not a lazy recruiter, look at the results. It couldn't have been that bad. But he wasn't willing to do what it takes to get it over the top personally. That, I think we can all agree on. This is all a part of him and the way he's recruited for 11 years. So, that's a bad start 
that our program has not had a dog, a lead dog on offense recruiting. That's on Kelly. All right. That's on him. Next, the way Notre Dame's played offense lately does not lend itself to excite young elite wide receivers. Not decent ones, not pretty good ones. Elite, the guys everybody wants, the guys you see scoring touchdowns in the playoff, those guys. Notre Dame does not run an offense they would like to play in. It's the easiest thing to recruit against in the world. You're fighting for Notre Dame for a receiver. You put on their offense and go, who's going to get you the ball? They don't run an aggressive modern offense. Now, Freeman and Kelly can't change the tape that's already there from Kelly. All they could do is try and produce an offense now that appeals to these young wide receivers, that makes them excited. Say, I'm going to be showcased. I'm going to be highlighted. This is going to help me get to the NFL. I could see myself running those routes. No, Notre Dame does not run, has not run a wide receiver friendly offense in my goddamn whole lifetime. So I can't blame any of these top guys for going, yeah, it's a great education. I don't want to go there and block and never get the ball and run routes. No. So the other part of this, it also goes back to Kelly is, we don't run an offense that appeals to wide receivers. It does not feature them enough. Does not get the ball to them in space and let them do what they can do. It doesn't. It's the easiest thing in the world to recruit against. Put on the tape. Put on the tape. So that, it, it doesn't help at all. It doesn't help at all. All right? So... Next, wide receiver personalities. This is super interesting. As somebody with a graduate degree in clinical psychology, this is right up my alley, okay? Here's the unique thing about this. I spoke with multiple recruiting guys before about the struggles Notre Dame has to land cornerbacks, not quarter, corner, secondary players. And one of these guys that's a national recruiting expert for rivals said to me, the elite dog defensive backs everybody wants have a unique personality, okay? They are dogs. They're all about them. It's, it's their world. They're the king. It's all about what they do. They have this attitude of me against the world, me, me, me. It's self-focused. A lot of those DBs. You know who else has a similar personality? Wide receivers that are elite. A me type guy, win my battle. It's me versus another guy. What can I do? I got to win this one-on-one -on -one matchup, okay? So if you think about it, the philosophical way that secondary players, corners particularly, and wide receivers have to think for them to be great, they have to think that way. It's me, me versus this other guy. It's me all the it's a wide receiver winning a route against the secondary guy. That's a one-on-one -on -one battle. A DB going against the other team's wide receiver all game, one-on-one -on -one battle. So a lot of times those guys have those diva me first personalities that are not a naturally comfortable fit at Notre Dame. That's a real thing. 
I've asked multiple recruiting people, and they all say that about why Notre Dame can't have three or four fantastic dog corners. They all say, John, you don't understand the attitude those top ones have, and it doesn't translate comfortably into Notre Dame's culture. That me first at diva attitude. So how do you overcome that? Marcus's personality. Like when I was writing that note down, thinking about it, the best way to overcome that is Marcus's personality. I trust him to be able to go in a living room and be able to deliver this stuff in a different tone and message than it's been delivered before. You just got to give him time to do it. You just got to give him time to do it and find the guys that will be able to matriculate into Notre Dame, be a good cultural fit, be good teammates, but also be dogs and have that attitude as well. If anybody could thread that personality needle, I believe it's Marcus Freeman. Give him time to do it. Here's another angle on this. That is super simple, but people are overlooking. And I'm not sure if this is a cart before the horse situation or what. But imagine, if you will, that you're an elite wide receiver in high school making your decision and you're watching the games this year. Imagine that. It's a good position to be in. And everybody wants you. Notre Dame's talking to you. Notre Dame wants you. You know, you know they're after you. You're turning on the Notre Dame game. And what do you see? You see Cone, who's going to be gone next year, so he doesn't impact you at all. And then the next guy up that looks like he's going to be the starter is Tyler Buckner for next year. That's the guy that'd be theoretically getting you the ball next year. But when you watch Tyler Buckner's time this year in games, it was basically the Navy offense. Run packages, run plays, they barely let him throw the ball at all. So now I'm this wide receiver prospect on the couch watching the games. And I go, well, wait a second. The guy that's supposed to be my quarterback, they don't even let throw the ball. They look like they're scared to let him throw the ball. And all they do is running packages with them. This doesn't appeal to me. Does anybody think that might be a part of this? So here's my idea. Why don't we reverse engineer this thing and solve two problems at once. Why don't you find an elite armed quarterback? Why don't you try that? Take Marcus's personality, bring him somewhere we're not used to getting kids, find a way to land one of these elite strong-armed quarterbacks. That will instantly get the wide receiver recruits' attention They've all been growing up at these camps together, competing against each other. These guys all know who's good and who's elite and who's not. You get one of those quarterbacks interested, the wide receivers might come to you. Makes your job a lot easier. You get one of those guys that people are excited to play for and that they could see as the arms to be able to make them look good. So... I'm not saying Buckner isn't the answer in the future and it's going to have a great passing career. What I am saying is we haven't seen it yet. And I can't blame any recruit for going, they run the Navy offense when this guy's in the game. How am I going to get the damn ball? I'm not going to come to Notre Dame and work my ass off to block and never get the ball. So 
the easiest way to do all this is reverse engineer it, get an elite quarterback that the recruits want to play for. Let that come to you. Now, I know that's an oversimplified view, but at the same time, I'm dead serious. Solve that problem, and I bet you the other one will get a lot easier to deal with. So that's a piece of this as well. And I'm not saying Tyler Buckner isn't going to develop into that. But there's nothing on tape right now to give any wide receiver commit uh, recruit any confidence in that. That's an issue. So reverse engineer that thing, Marcus. Use your personality to go somewhere and get a, a quarterback that usually stays at USC or down south. Pull one of those to South Bend and change all this real quick. Real quick. So, we've gone over some of the problems that we've had at this wide receiver situation. Now let's go over solutions. There's a few that are very obvious. Number one, give Marcus Freeman and Tommy Reese time. You got to give them time. People have no patience. You can't undo 11 years of Brian Kelly recruiting in three weeks. And it bothers me that people are speaking and acting like they expect that, that it's realistic. It's not. Give Freeman and Reese time here. Revisit this in a couple cycles. If we still have no good wide receiver commits, it's another discussion. But I don't think you're going to be in that position once Freeman gets situated. Number two, you must modernize the offense. You can't run an offense that doesn't feature wide receivers and then wonder why great wide receivers don't want to come to you. You don't get to do that. You don't get to do that. So modernize the offense so when a kid turns on the film, it looks appealing to them. They can see themselves in that offense doing well, being featured. You have to build an offense that is exciting and appeals to these elite, talented kids. Ours recently will put you to sleep. Number three, get an elite quarterback recruit. That is by far the easiest solution. You get one of those guys that have been at the camps, throw into all these other wide receivers, they're going to know right away, that's a dude that could get the ball to me. I'm going to follow him there. That's by far your easiest solution to all this. Number four, the transfer portal. This is my least favorite option for a few different reasons. One, if you're looking at undergrads, a lot of times their credits they all have where they're at do not align to allow them to transfer right into Notre Dame because the academics are so different for undergrads at Notre Dame than most places. That's going to be a struggle. Number two, if it's one of those super senior guys, graduate transfer guys, fine. But think about it. Is it just going to be a body? Because if you're a grad transfer wide receiver, that means you're not that great or you'd be in the NFL. And I'm looking for NFL guys to get this thing over the hump. So I get it. It could be a body to be a stopgap. But you're not finding an elite guy as a grad transfer. He'd be in the freaking NFL. So you know, whatever. So that is my least favorite option because it's a short-term stopgap solution. I want guys with elite high-end upside in the program developing for two, three years. That's what I want. So 
this is a frustrating situation to find ourselves in. But I want to be very clear. It's not bad luck or anything else. Notre Dame has a lot to do with building this dynamic that's caused us to have this problem. By not recruiting the, the right way or the way needed and not having an offense that is appealing to these kids, you, you, you just have to present them film that excites them. We have not done that ever since I can remember in my life, and I'm not exaggerating. So I think Marcus and Reese will improve on all this. You just got to give them time. Let's revisit all this in about two recruiting cycles and see where we're at. I bet we're going to be happy with the results. Take care.